You're listening to a Red Bull podcast. I'm Al Grigg, and this is Red Bull's If These Walls Could Talk, a podcast about our favourite parties and the people and places that made them. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the country on which we record and honour their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respect to their elders past and present. Over this season, we've been visiting some of Australia's favourite music festivals, from the big day out through to some of the smaller events that have become a big part of who we are. One of the biggest things that has come through all these stories is that festivals are just as much about the people as they are about the music. Whether that's the crowds of like-minded music lovers you get lost in, the friends you party with and the new friends you make, and the little moments shared between people playing or watching or working behind the scenes. And we're ending up today with a festival that does feel like one big family. Splendour in the Grass. Hey, I'm Jade Skelly and I'm the general manager of Splendour in the Grass. Jade Skelly has had a long career working in music and festivals, as a producer, in publicity, as a talent booker and artist liaison and general manager. She even made docos about them as a TV producer. I had produced a documentary series on the big day out and I'll never forget when Sahara called me and I was petrified (laughs) of what she was thinking about it. And the first thing she said to me was, I'm so angry at you. I had to stay up all night because I couldn't stop watching the series. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, thank God. (laughs) I was was like, if she hates it, I'm done. Like, I would... (laughs) Never work again. I've known Jade for over a decade. She actually managed one of my bands years ago. So I was pretty excited for this chat. And I know that Jade really, really loves music festivals. I feel like even to this day, I picture scenes in my head and they have a soundtrack to them because I really believe in the power of music and the way it can make you feel and the emotions that it can bring to anything really. It brings you that sense of nostalgia. You can remember a moment in time because of a certain song. And it's one of those things that really does unite people of so many different backgrounds. And I think that's what's so special about festivals as well, really, is that you get this group of people who would probably never really hang out with each other Um, ordinarily, but they're all there because of their love of music or bands or whatever it is. What are some of your favourite festival memories, you know, as an audience member or as an employee? Oh, I have so many. Like Big Day Out. Yeah. I really love Primavera and I went to Download in Japan, which was next level. Like they are just so amazing and and kind and courteous like Mm. seriously they just take naps in the mosh pit and nobody stands on them (laughs) people just walk around them and it's like but they don't necessarily want to watch this band they just want to take a little nap imagine being the band (laughs) and like looking out into the audience there's just like always people like napping during your set but even with a long list of pretty epic festivals she's worked at and attended around the world splendor in the grass holds a super special place in jade's heart i realized When we were getting ready to celebrate our 20th year, I went back through all my, because I'm one of those geeks that saves all of their laminates. (laughs) Yes, me too. I've got a big file on my door. (laughs) So I went through like the hundreds that I have to find all my Splendor ones and I actually was like, oh, my gosh, I have been going to Splendor 
for so many years before I even started working there. And I realized like I worked there with the, I like, you know, I covered Splendor through the ABC and through Channel V and then, you know, even just as a guest some years. Mm. And I was like, wow. And I do remember like Splendor is and has always been one of my favorite festivals. Splendour in the Grass is an annual festival held in the middle of winter near Byron Bay, New South Wales. Now in its 20th year, it's one of the longest running of Australia's largest scale festivals. And it's pretty huge. In 2019, the beautiful, sprawling North Byron Parklands hosted a record 42,500 people. And almost half of them were camping on site. So as general manager, Jade certainly got her work cut out for her. She's responsible for pretty much every aspect of the festival. Everything from artists and, and accommodation and contracts and transport and event management plans, bars, liquor licences. It is a massive gig. How do you handle all of that pressure that must come with it? I think I was kind of born <laughs> for sure. <laughs> kind of thrive off it a little bit and I think you sort of need to. Splendour is far from Jade's first festival rodeo. Her first gig was with the team at the Big Day Out. I was kind of thrown in the deep end but I had a really amazing mentor, Ken West, and he had this kind of belief in me that was like no other. And because I worked at Big Day Out like long after it had been running, The team there were at the absolute best of their careers and probably top of the game and within the festival industry in Australia. So I learned from the best. Jade started working at Big Day Out towards the end of the festival, during what she refers to as its toughest years. I came in at a year when um, we basically had to cancel Kanye West from two shows (laughs) and a bunch of other international artists as well. So I think, you know, from the get-go, my experience in festivals has always been kind of difficult and hard and challenging and it's never really been easy. Big Day Out was a huge learning curve for me in a number of ways, both professionally and personally. And I learned a lot about myself as well and I did want to make quite a few changes in my life after doing that job. And I actually had kind of consciously decided I didn't want to work in music. Feeling pretty burnt out after Big Day Out, Jade decided to take a break from festivals. Except she didn't really. She had a crack at starting her own smaller one in a Melbourne laneway and even spent some time working overseas. But Jade says all this work was far from easy. Then one day, she got a call from Kate Stewart one of the Big Day Out core team, who is now working as the International Artist Liaison Officer for Splendour in the Grass. And although Jade was still thinking that she was on a break from festivals, Kate convinced her to join the team. Splendour was the only job I did in music for five or six years because I wasn't really interested in the politics or the industry or any of that stuff anymore, Mm. but I really loved the people. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but it was true. I think I've um, (laughs) always (laughs) had a challenging time, so actually a job like Splendour, while there is a lot of responsibility and pressure, it's kind of really, it's a dream because the team are so professional and so awesome and It's really well-resourced and it's really successful Mm. and I actually feel lucky. So I don't actually feel like Splendour in the Grass is is too 
difficult. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess when the first thing you do on Big Day Out is like having to cancel Kanye West and a bunch of international headliners. Yeah. It's like, okay, I can probably do with anything. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> When Kate Stewart moved on in 2016, Jade stepped up into the role of international artist liaison herself, working with acts like Childish Gambino, Kendrick Lamar, Lord, as well as a diverse lineup of local artists and lesser known bands. Do you remember any particularly funny like writer requests? I mean, there's always the request for puppies. If that was an actual real life thing, I would love because mm. I love dogs. But, <laughs> um, somebody did ask for a cutout of like George Clooney or something like that. Right. <laughs> what are some of your favourite Splendour moments behind the scenes or in front of the stage? Oh, do you know what? A lot of the time I miss a lot of moments. You're too busy and particularly when you work with the headliners because you are at their beck and call. And there was a moment where... Queens of the Stone Age played one year and Josh Holmes' ex-wife, Brodie Dale from The Distillers, who I also love, was at the show with their daughter and they needed to get a ride to stage. So I actually took them myself to the stage and I decided, oh, look, I'm up here. I might as well just check it out for, for five minutes. And so I went up and just that feeling and watching that crowd, particularly on the barrier... When Josh walked out on stage and when the band started was actually amazing and it did kind of bring a tear to my eye because I thought this is actually why I do this job because it is that moment when the crowd sees the band and hears that first song and there's just that level of excitement which you kind of it's really one in a million experiencing something like that. I'm glad that you mentioned you in a buggy because that is, not that I've been to Splendour that many times, but that is my enduring memory of you at Splendour is just in a buggy for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I actually don't get to even go in a buggy that much anymore, but (laughs) I think because a lot of people try not to let me in on, I'm not really the safest driver. I'm a little bit I don't think I'm reckless, actually. I think I'm quite talented when it comes to it because I'm still alive and I haven't crashed a buggy yet. So <laughs> yeah. I, I always get where to where I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> haven't, like, injured any artists yet? No, no. It's quite exhilarating <laughs> for them, I'd say. No. <laughs> Aside from the chance of an exhilarating buggy ride through a festival site packed with excited people, for an artist, playing a set at Splendour is a bucket list achievement. I think that's really special for a lot of bands to be able to say, you know, I got to play at Splendour and on the same stage as, you know, Gorillas or The Strokes yeah. or Outcast or whatever. And it can become a real moment in their career as well. Yeah. Mm. Like I know that, you know, when Frank Ocean pulled out and Lord, we put Lord in, mm. you know, to replace. Like that ended up being quite a significant moment in her career. Yeah. Tones and I was a, another moment, you know, when she played at Splendour, it was a little bit of a breakthrough moment mm. that she had as well. So yeah. I think it's really cool that we can be part of artist's career in that sense too. It's wild that Splendour has been running for over 20 years. How rare is it for a festival to last that long, do you reckon? Well, do you know what? I don't think it's that common. Having said that, my husband has a really small festival as well and I'm kind of astounded that that's at, like, number 15 or 16 wow. or something. Yeah. So, then, so then I think, oh, OK, maybe it is achievable. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's a big deal, particularly at the level that we run Splendour at with the capacity and the amount of days and what's required. I think it's a really big deal. Yeah. And just for the people out there that may not know, what's your husband's festival? 
His festival is Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's a very small festival in、um, Victoria. So, Jade and her husband are a pretty fun little festival family. Imagine going through the roller coaster of the lead up to your own festival, the nearly sleepless nights while it's in production, and the sudden downtime when it's done, and then doing it again with your partner for theirs. But actually, the way that Jade speaks about the people she's met along the way in her career, it feels like the whole music festival scene is kind of one massive extended festival family, and especially when it comes to the team she works with at Splendor. Definitely the people.、Mm. I mean, not only are the team really amazing, but they've been with the show for such a long time, which I think says a lot too. Even down to the security that we have, like I enjoy talking to the guy who has the key to the portaloos. You know, we have this like seventy-year-old man who installs our landlines, and he's there every year. But he's a real fixture, and I think like there's some really. Really interesting people that work on the show, and I guess when it you know happens annually, it's been happening for so long. It is almost like the yearly catch up with I guess the seven year old guy who's laying the landlines and stuff. Yeah, it really is.、Mm. Like, <laughs> I mean, my husband said to me, "I wonder what he's doing," you know, because we haven't been to, we haven't had a show、mm. for a couple of years now. So we, you actually do think about these people, and it does become a bit of a family. Like Splendor, big day out. Those people, even though that was a really difficult time in my life, they definitely are my family. Like you know, Ken is the witness on my marriage certificate. Wow! So I know I got married at his house, you know, and I still see him and his wife like all the time. I've worked in a lot of jobs over many years, like doing a lot of different things, but the relationships I have with those people in particular are pretty unique. I guess because you have worked in festivals for you know quite a while now, do you feel like things like the environment working in festivals has changed between say like the early two thousands and now? Definitely, yeah. It it should keep changing and it does need to keep evolving and growing.、Mm-hmm. I work with a lot more females now than I used to.、Yeah. In fact, the majority of our core team at Splendor is female, and I think that's a big difference. I did.、Yeah. I mean, look, I worked with some really amazing women when I was at Big Day Out as well.、Mm. So. I definitely don't want to devalue anything that I learned from them because they were. I think even particularly back then, they were even more important and impressive because they were really a rare few.、Mm, yeah. In an ocean of men back then, I feel like I was really lucky. Like I feel like the production crew and everybody we worked with on Big Day Out, they were tough. Like I'm not going to lie, they were definitely tough. And you know, did I need to be treated like that at first? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> would I? Would I want anyone else to be treated like that? No. But at the same time, I kind of liked the challenge of earning their respect and showing them, hey, you know, like I, I can actually do this job, and I'm here to do a job.、Mm. I know that I don't do myself any favors sometimes because I choose to wear sequined outfits and ridiculous <laughs> shoes, and that's my choice to look like that because that's how I feel good.、Mm. But I also know that doesn't impress crew guys, and because they're just like, "Who's this groupie?" <laughs> <laughs> and I get that, but that kind of makes me go, "You just watch me do my job in、Hell、the sequence、yeah. skirt, because I will show you that I can." And I think in some ways, you know, I've got like I've always had to work really hard to prove myself, 
I'm okay with that because that's sort of also the way that I've been brought up. Like my dad really instilled in me, like you have to work really hard to get anywhere in life. Yeah, I guess it's different because I know you, but I just think you're such a dynamo and you're, you know, so incredibly capable. It's just like, yeah, it's funny to think that anybody would would doubt that. Oh, thanks, Al. Well, (laughs) let me tell you, there's a lot of those doubters. (laughs) And I think those people that are still living in the past like that, are definitely exposed a lot more than what they were. And I've even noticed guys that, you know, I used to work with in the early 2000s who were super hectic and gruff and have really changed as well. So I do think there has been some significant changes. Remember what Jade was saying about the start of her career being challenging and feeling like working at Splendour was a sigh of relief? Well... Jade stepped into the role of general manager at Splendor at the end of 2019, just in time for what would be the hardest few years for every festival on the planet. But in usual fashion, she took it in her stride. I think you can look at anything in life and be really pessimistic about it, you know, and be a bit of a victim and go, oh, you know, I'm judged for this and I never Mm. get this chance and all this. But I think you can also really embrace those kind of experiences and make the most of them. And I think that's what I've tried to do. I think that it's made me, it's definitely made me tougher and (laughs) and probably more resilient and stronger for sure. Splendour postponed their 20th year in the form that it would usually take and instead took Splendour 2021 into virtual reality. Well, Jess came up with this crazy idea called Splendour XR, which was basically a virtual online version of Splendour in mm. the Grass, which was incredibly ambitious. It was extremely innovative. It was one of a kind. It pretty much was a world first. Yeah. And I think the fact that we even did it <laughs> means that it was a success. <laughs> Thinking about your career in a long-term sense, what do you think is the key thing that you've learned from working at festivals? I think that I always want to be a kind person. That is important to me. I know I might not always achieve that, but I think that's what I ideally want to be. And I feel like, I mean, I think that's the thing, you don't need a degree, you don't need necessarily skills or ability or anything to work in festivals <laughs> or events or music, mm. right? which is kind of why anyone can, right? Which yeah. is part of the beauty of it. But at the same time, I think, you know, it, it does mean it's the Wild West yeah. and it's really easy to lose yourself. So I think that's probably, yeah, the biggest thing that I just want to make sure I'm a kind person. I love that. I think it's really important to be who you want to be, which is something, yeah, I've definitely probably missed out on certain opportunities and some things because I have made a decision to choose my soul rather than (laughs) choose an opportunity. And, yeah, do I look back and go, damn it, (laughs) I should have just taken the money and run? (laughs) Well, sometimes I'm like, damn, I could have bought a really nice pair of shoes. But, but then I just think, well, I did what was right for me at the time. And I think really good people, they actually are really hard to come by. And on top of all of your hard work, you've also got all your memorable outfits, so no one's forgetting you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> that wraps up our last chat for this season. And I am so ready to get back out to a festival, be surrounded by a crowd of people all there because of the music or the festivals they love and dance. 
It has been totally invigorating hearing all these stories of the rolling green amphitheaters, secret rave caves in a forest, 19-year-old mates throwing parties that turn into the best bushdoofs in the country, and the romances and friendships and memories that have come out of them all. I'm Al Grigg, and If These Walls Could Talk is a Red Bull podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. For more stories from the world of Red Bull, head to redbull.com slash if these walls could talk. <laughs>